At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We stay the course. We are dead. We are all dead. We're supposed to make the world a better place. What happened? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I know Kung Fu. You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This whole thing is insane. This whole thing is insane. 300 years ago, you'd have been burned at the stake. What do all men of power want? More power. This is now the United States of Zombieland. This whole thing is insane. Man is even capable of nothing but destruction. Everybody is stuck with the things that they're not proud of. More power. Welcome to the desert of the real. More power. There can be only one. Are you a God-fearing man, Senator? You're such a strange phrase. I've always thought of God as a teacher, as a bringer of light, wisdom, and understanding. You see, I think what you really are afraid of is me. Happy Heresies, and welcome to the desert of the real. Heresy shouldn't be this much fun, but it is. It just is. Especially with the audio version of AB Live. This one, episode 69. Raw, uncensored, and unfiltered. Just like the truth you've been looking for across all your existences. Supercharged by stellar audience participation. Matthew Landman, director of Frankenskies, joined us to make the case the environmental and psychic war is lost or won in the skies. While we fight on the ground, the Archons have been busy polluting the heavens to make them in their own image. Furthermore, we talked about the spiritual aspects of conspiracies. Do they lead to madness or simply an intensely lucid kind of activism civilization needs right now, before it's too late? You might think this is a bit of a departure for the show, but you'll see it's not. And Matt's spiritual journey is a thing Aeon dreams are made out of. Very inspirational, stuffy stuff. Thank you as always to those of you who support this Red Pill Cafeteria. You are amazing and your support, company, and feedback keep the Gnostic promise alive. We need Gnosis more than ever in this age of Hermes, Philip K. Dick world, and Gnostic times. You won't find this high-quality Gnostic and Hermetic wisdom or many of my guests and their unique insights anywhere else in cyberspace or even meat space. Keep in mind that the speaker calendar for the Astronosis Conference is up 
as well as sponsorship opportunities if you're interested in promoting your book, brand, or organization. That includes speaker opportunities. The calendar includes a cool party at the end of the first day and topics ranging from archons as aliens to Gnostic cosmologies to the state of ufology today. And the discussion groups will be electric. Pyramid schedule coming soon. Astronosis is a three-day event of presentations and panels from the best minds in ufology, Gnosticism, and alternative history. This is the one chance we can all finally hang out for so many cool social events. Truly hope to see you there in the Cancun area at the end of March. Let us to our latest AB Live. Write your own gospel, live your own myth. The illusion of freedom will continue as long as it's profitable to continue the illusion. At the point where the illusion becomes too expensive to maintain, they will just take down the scenery. They will move the chairs and tables out of the way. And you will see the brick wall at the back of the theater. Welcome, everybody. Yes. Uh, 43 species of parrots and uh, probably less as this show focuses on the environmental disaster that has been happening and is happening. Welcome everybody officially to our latest Aeon Bite Live. This is uh, Groundhog Day, the day of eternal return as Nietzsche, Uspensky, and the Stoics talked about. Oddly enough, it's also the 33 third day of the year as uh, my friend nate uh, mentioned so a lot of uh, energies going on today but as always we will bring you that gnosis so that uh, you can do what you want with it and wake up even more because we need it more than ever so glad to see everybody already in the chat room and uh, tonight we have uh, yeah a very special show with us we've got matthew landman Matthew, thanks for being here. Hello, thank you so much for having me on. I was just telling my friend about an hour ago that it's the 33rd day of the year as well. And it was, I even saw it at 2.22 on this whole two thing, which is interesting. But astrologically, I was, I was reading up on it. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on. And evidently, like the 22nd coming up, is like Pluto's return. It's like the exact spot Pluto was in during the Revolutionary War. It's like full circle on some some sort of path where we're that portal's kind of opening up. I don't even know. Anyways, thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, pleasure is all ours. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the stars as above, so below. And uh, again, as we were talking before, I watched your documentary, Frankenskies, and it was well made. Uh, it was a full package, funny, inspirational, but still, I was very alarmed at the end. So, But I'm very happy you created it, and we certainly want to talk a little bit about your work as an activist and your views on what's going on. Uh, but before, let us introduce to the Moondog Vance. Vance, uh, did you see your shadow today? Six more weeks of Gnosis? 
Oh, I saw about five shadows today <laughs> all around me <laughs> and my inner Carl Jung shadow and yeah, <laughs> and dark awesome. shadows. I even watched that today. No. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Well, Waiting good for a good you. show here. Yeah, same here. And, and you'll we, be uh, taking care of the chat room. Do my best. Taking, yeah, taking care of business. And for you in the chat room, you know how it is. If you have questions for Vance, please write them in all caps or put Big a lot letters. of question marks. We will give you preference if you have a super chat. There are no guarantees. <clears throat> we will get to your question, but uh, Vance really does try to get I try. Yeah, keep it in mind there, especially when, as the audience grows even more as the show goes on. Other than that, uh, there's some, uh, yeah, housekeeping things going on, but I will get to them later in the show. Uh, for those of you who are interested in the Astronosis Conference on March 20 to 22nd, keep in mind that I will uh, have the finally the speaker list coming out probably this week. So there will be a calendar when the speakers are talking. We'll have more on the pyramid uh, visit since it's in Playa del Carmen, which will be on the third day, and it's very cool. And everything is starting to flesh out. We are open for sponsorships. I already got some very cool sponsors, publishers, and other big names. But if you're interested in uh, talking about your book or anything else at the conference or in one of these shows, want to be a sponsor, let me know and I'll take care of you. So things are coming together as the stars are coming together in this already very strange year, which is already going so fast. It's already February. Just blinked. Anyway, I'll have more uh housekeeping as we go uh so uh, why don't we start with you matthew when did you become interested in the more esoteric topics well that's for me it's been a slow journey which it's very interesting to see the children now these children are waking up to everything so fast right now as we speak five-year-olds eight-year-olds ten years old ten year olds is in their face which is very fascinating the children that are being shown you know, the reality of things as all of this nonsense unravels. But for me, it was slow and steady. Um, I lived in the D.C. area um, during 9-11, and none of that really, I didn't know anything was, you know, inside job or anything like that until a couple years later. And it was a movie. I watched the movie Loose Change and then another movie called Zeitgeist. And that was someone's artistic expose of the truth in these different, you know, aspects. And I'd never seen anything like it. And that really kind of just opened my mind. My friend growing up, I had this one friend I used to hang out with all the time. And he was a great peer, a great friend that, that um, had different views on spirituality. He actually could see color auras. And that really opened me up to seeing the world through his eyes and seeing the world through different lens. And, and so it's very slow and steady. I, I, once I learned about that whole zeitgeist um, perspective on the financial system and on religion and on because zeitgeist is broken into three parts, I was really inspired to, to see the world a little differently. And I kind of was never able to be put inside a box. And I had all sorts of jobs and walks of life. And eventually I ended up in Northern California going to grad school, going back to school, getting a business degree and a film degree. And even then, I was kind of just on the cusp. And I was, um, I graduated with the master's in business administration, taught my class in 2010. 
Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger signed that degree from um, Cal State San Diego of Humboldt, Northern California. And afterwards, I worked on a farm. And on that farm, I really got grounded growing organic vegetables. I learned so much that I knew so little. And it's so fascinating what I learned. One of the biggest aspects was food. I thought I knew so much, but I didn't even know potatoes, if you put them in the ground, that they would just grow potatoes. It's this abundance that was kept from me and all of my education. And once I started to realize that I didn't know much, I got really connected to the earth and the ground and the sky. And I slowly but surely woke up to weather engineering right before my eyes. I witnessed chemtrails. It's like such a dirty word. I didn't even know if I could say it. I stopped for a second. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but, but yeah. There are frankly, worse today things you can't say. <laughs> Chemtrails is now kind of vanilla again. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, it is. But at that time, it was so mum. And I, when I first came onto it, it's actually back to that friend that I grew up with that could see color ores. We were talking on the phone. And I was um, in grad school and going, and, or I'd just gotten out of grad school, but all my friends were still in college and stuff and younger. And I was venting to him that nobody really was aware of these certain things like eating healthy or 9-11 and this and that. And he just said the word chemtrails to me. He said, well, what about chemtrails? That's in everyone's faces. At least they weren't there during 9-11. Some kids weren't even born, you know. Hmm. And, I, and I can see, I can empathize. If they weren't there, they go on Google. There's two sides to the story. They can't make a solid judgment. You know, some of us were right there. Like my girlfriend went to Pace University. It's right next to... Um, the Twin Towers. Like she was right there during it all, and I was right there during it all. And uh, the in Herndon, Virginia, right next to Dulles Airport, where a couple planes took off and never landed, full of people. And so all of this kind of um, was close to home for me. But all the way down the line, years later, just the word chemtrails, and this is the power of the seed. Planting the seed is so powerful. This is what you all do on the show. It's just, and what everyone can do with their conversations and their word and their truth and their voice. It's the vibration that we put out. It's so powerful that it ripples. So my friend just said, Matt, you don't know about chemtrails? Look it up. I looked it up. I witnessed weather engineering firsthand. I realized nobody knew anything about it. And that kind of lit this fire for me because nobody knew about something that was right in my face. And if no one knew about it, then I should maybe sound the alarm and what have you. And I went really deep and it got really spiritual and I ended up making the movie. And it was this unbelievable journey and i'll and i'm almost done what i learned i didn't want to have to go there who, who wants to be a chemtrail activist i was like oh who knows that's something you said as a kid it's mommy daddy when i right. grow up <laughs> exactly the answer to that is i want to be an astronaut that's the answer yeah, right. and then i wanted to be a marine biologist um and as growing up and i mean who wants to be that like the the critique of your peers and losing all that and your family and your mm. grandmother and all these sort of things but at the end of the day, because nobody knew about it, it was a it was a sensitive it was a sensitive topic, and I gave it a lot of thought. And at the at, I did not become an activist at first, but then I had a a spiritual kind of um, rite of passage of a handful of those recently. But this was the very beginning. And I, and I was shown that there's darkness on earth, that there's literal darkness. And by knowing that there's darkness, which is what's happening right now in slow motion for everybody on earth, I witnessed darkness and I had this full about faith. Well, if there's darkness, then there's duality and this duality thing is real. And if there's darkness, then there's light. And which one am I? 
you know, because I'm something in there and I'm not right in the middle because it's duality here. You know, you got to pick a kind of a side or not really pick a side as you are on a side and you are the light. Everyone listening, you are the light. And as the darkness shows itself more and more, you learn that you are not that and you are the light to be the light for the everyone else and all this stuff. It's like amazing the journey that we're on to realize our who we are and our full potential and the power of the truth and that there's light and darkness on earth and all this stuff. But I had to see darkness to know that there was light. And then I knew that chemtrails were darkness and that I had to like expose the light on that and fight it and all that stuff. So I made Frank's guys and did all these conferences and made myself into a chemtrail activist. And that later segued into an EMF um, holistic kind of activist as well, like all, all sorts of things, because the activist wears many hats. You cannot be half pregnant with the truth. Either you're with the truth or you're, or you're not. You know, you can't just pick one thing really is what it came down to, because truth is like a frequency, a vibration. You get on that truth and all these other vibrations of truth become self-evident. So my journey became more and more truths, and here we are. Oh, what a wonderful journey. <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit more about your experiences, but yeah, the, the chemtrails, I never really have gone down that rabbit hole. I mean, every, whatever you want to call it, conspiracy theory, alternative history, or I like the saying, what's a conspiracy? It's history plus time. Everything starts to reveal itself if you're patient or something like you have poise, even though it's hard, but I never had, uh, my wife is like freaked out about him. And, uh, I used to watch uh, Tracy Twyman used to put these live YouTube videos of the sky and she'd be like, this is not the same sky when I was a kid and da da da. And whatever she, I always trusted her when she had, cause she was a, the perfect balance of intuition and brain. She was amazing, but I haven't gone as deep as I'd like to, but you were saying, yeah, the resistance for chemtrails do you think this is manufactured because i'm sure like vince and i can mm -hmm. remember the days with acid rain and nobody freaked out vince remember we just everybody just looked at the science and it, there, there was nobody really taking sides it was something that everybody was like this makes sense this is bad it's obviously the skies are poison what do you think vince i mean Oh yeah, I mean, this, they, nobody was saying you're a loony and you're not. No, no, people were worried about the finishes on their cars for one thing, <laughs> right? Remember <laughs> they that? They could see it. Yeah, they could see it happening in Ohio and other places. Yep, acid well, rain. Yeah, but why do you think, Matt? There's such a visceral reaction for this alternative. You think it's manufactured? They're saying, you know, oh, we're not going to yeah. allow. We're not even going to consider it. Well, the the word chemtrails is. Um, similar to the modern day uh, flat earth. So if you start talking about conspiracy, people will say, oh, you're one of those flat earthers because the conversation surrounding that has been hijacked. So a lot of people are naive and they have good hearts. And I'm sorry to say we all have really good hearts and a lot of us are really very, very naive in this whole concept of controlled opposition. But imagine like you, sometimes you have to put yourself in these boardrooms in these think tanks of evil people, all evil people at this think tank, figuring out how they're going to enslave humanity by 2030 and introduce transhumanism and all this evil stuff. It's just like, wow, how could we get from A to Z? But they're, they're working on it, you know? And part of that evil is controlling narrative, controlling consciousness, controlling the dialogue around sort of things. If you can control the narrative of a situation, you can control the outcome they think. Okay, it's like a Hegelian dialectic problem, reaction, solution. They make the way we perceive these topics conspiratorial or whatever by controlling it. 
So we had the Black Panthers decades ago, and they could have been a threat to the government, to the institutions. So they were infiltrated and then controlled from within by people that are called controlled opposition. They would be agent provocateurs, make them look bad through violence or whatever they do in conjunction with the media and the social engineering and everything. They end up making themselves look bad and they get defeated from within. After that, the CIA or the government or whoever they are, because they might not even be good, because if you look back at Operation Paperclip and World War II and stuff, we may not even won that war. Who knows what this real spiritual battle it really is right now. I firmly believe World War III is ongoing as a spiritual battle, and it really started on 9-11, but may have been going on with Operation Paperclip and even before that. You know, How did Nazi scientists form NASA and form um, MKUltra programs in the United States and stuff like that? Why were they giving the keys to these... Um, extreme programs that form Hollywood and stuff like that, that it wouldn't make any sense if they were our enemies and we won that war. So there's some questions there I would ask. So the concept of controlled opposition goes far back. And nowadays, instead of infiltrating groups, they just create groups from the very get go, which is mind boggling. So when, when the idea of engineering the weather and all this and the skies were going to be changing and in the mid nineties, they started, you start to see a lot more lines in the sky. There's, a handful of groups that are really in on it. One of them is NASA with the budget of $52 million a day. They have a control program called CARE, C-A-R-E, the Charged Aerosol Release Experiment Program. C-A-R-E is the acronym for it. You've also got the Tropospheric Aerosol Program through the Department of Energy. You've got um, SPICE, uh, Stratospheric Particle Injection for Climate Engineering. It's an ongoing program. You've got Solar Radiation Management. SRM, you've got SRMGI, Solar Radiation Management Governance Initiative, srmgi.gov is a website. You've got um, all of these like different institu- um, institutions, basically, like NASA or the CIA, who talks about um, their stratospheric aerosol injections program, SAI, right? It's all different programs, ongoing. <laughs> it really got beefed up in the 90s. So instead of having people slowly wake up and be like, oh, what's that? They controlled the awakening, perception, verbiage, everything. And they, number one, they polarized the argument and had us arguing falsehoods, which is confusing, and made everyone confused. Is that a contrail? Is that a chemtrail? And made this whole contrail um, science, which is all nonsense. And I can get to that. And it's this talk that there's... Like condensation from your breath, you know, when you're at ground level on a cold day and you've got condensation coming out, like steam from your breath when you blow the mm-hmm. hot air. They say that there's hot air coming out of jets and that makes this condensation of moisture dependent on conditions because of hot air coming out of the engines of the jets. But these planes are not releasing hot air. They're just fans. The way that they're built, they're just pushing air over the um, wing, creating lift, just like a propeller would. Okay, so a short trail, long trail, they get us debating these things. They're just different chemicals. They look differently. They're mixing different chemicals in the sky, and they make it this confusing thing, getting you to to debate it. There are like F-16 fighter jets and stuff like that that have hot air because they're blasting super fast, and that makes that – sometimes it makes a little short thing, you know, but it's not what we're dealing with overall. So they make it really confusing. So the first idea of the – chemtrail is introduced by crazy activists literally like riddled the streets of like the 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 west coast like portland san francisco la and stuff like that um venice beach with homeless 
CIA agent looking, I mean, actual CIA agents, but looking to be homeless people, like they're pretending, and they're pictures of chemtrails and acting all crazy, like the government's poisoning you. Okay, so they introduced it to the concept of the consciousness as it's a crazy conspiracy, the government is poisoning you and trying to kill you. It's not necessarily that. It's controlling the weather, it's creating this whole geoengineering thing, dimming of the sun to combat global warming, which is a farce in and of itself. And it's all, you know, very deep and well calculated and ongoing for like decades. It's this, this slow um, attack on our, what ends up being our life source, our light code, our download codes to like our ascension code. I mean, the sun, the sun isn't just some ball of gas. Okay. Neither is the moon what they say it is. And these light sources, they, they help us along our progression and there's some actual evil that wants to disrupt that. They're not trying to save us from global warming, you guys. But this concept of geoengineering is introduced just as I introduced. So I was going to, I was really trying to come out with Franken Skies in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Literal, like, divine intervention. I couldn't come out with it because of financial things and all this. And right before I was about to release it, they started coming out with new cloud names and the concept of geoengineering in the public media saying we need this idea of spraying the skies it looks just like chemtrails but don't worry it's not chemtrails it's called geoengineering we're going to do this to your skies with aluminum to save you from global warming and i was able to include a little bit in the movie thankfully but now it's gotten totally crazy that this is this concept is in the public consciousness but they were inter- so the first time somebody brings a, con- a concept to someone i envision it as plowing snow to an idea so you've got like a mental pathway dug to the concept and now it's like you see it a certain way that because someone got to you first. The snow can be dug a different way, you know, to the truth. But at the first encounter, if someone's first introduced you to chemtrails as this crazy loony thing, which is easy if you can control the narrative online through the controlled different aspects, you know, different um, channels are all controlled. And you even have controlled people saying these words all crazy like when i really dug into the department of in the department of um energy and they having a chemtrail program starting in 2001 right before 9 11 their budget for risk aversion and detection assessment meaning like not getting caught doing what they're doing their budget's five and a half million dollars in just 2001 and it's extrapolated like more it increases every year you know the budget goes up every year they're spending in this document, which is easy to find, actually, T-A-P-D-O-E PDF, Tropospheric Aerosol Program, Department of Energy PDF file. And it's this hidden in plain sight kind of document where they don't say the word geoengineering, chemtrails, or contrails. But when they're doing contrail spraying, they call it precursor gases, where they're laying out something to spray something else on top of it. And they're doing all this hidden in plain sight research, which gets really weird when you realize that they created a left-right paradigm where dirty energy is on one side and green is on the other and the opposition to geoengineering is dirty energy because they say no global warming is not real it's not our fault and we don't need to geoengineer but that makes people have this reverse psychology to think oh well i must be pro green and that means i'm pro geoengineering which is saving us from global warming, which is chemtrails, which people don't even realize. So they're asking for their own like ice age or something and disconnecting them from source. And it can get really spiritual and stuff. And that's kind of where 
who can take the show. So it's it's fascinating. But they've controlled their vernacular through controlled opposition, like people writing books and being really um, like completely conspiratorial. If you take something and go too much with it, the first time people hear it, they dismiss it because they just it just sounds really crazy to them, you know. But if it's like, oh hey, guess what? In 1915, um, this guy, Professor Hatfield, he seeded clouds and made it rain in San Diego. And since then, that technology has been um, worked upon. You know, watch Frankenstein, and you can see the historical chronological timeline of Frankenstein. It's an expose of that, and it starts in 1922. Get you to modern day with footage that I got, but first you got to get up to speed that in 1922, the U.S. Air Force is filming themselves perfect their tools to controlling the weather so by now it's like oh wait when they say drought when they say hurricane when they say tornado when they say all these fires and stuff they can seed clouds over fires and make it rain they can they can um exacerbate or quell hurricanes and tornadoes and all these sort of things and they have this tool belt that they don't use don't tell you about and the questions start to the 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 rabbit hole begins there really you know Oh, thanks for that. That's well said. Yeah, even uh, yesterday there was an article in Forbes talking about <clears throat> using uh, seeding or other geoengineering to dim the sun to help uh, global warming. And I'm like, oh my god! First, that's like out of a Simpsons episode where where uh, Monty is trying to you know block out the sun so that everybody will use more nuclear energy. Monty Burns. But I was like, man, this playing God cannot I mean what could possibly go wrong, right? Every time man tries to play God, what can go wrong? And, and as you said, this has been going on forever. In fact, there is one scene which is so typical of our government, Matt. You talk about how they've already used the skies to test humans. The army conducted secret weather experiments on the people of St. Louis in the sink, in the 60s, sorry, in the 60s, uh, and on Corpus Christi too, the town of Corpus Christi in Texas. So well, they've already been experimenting on humans to see what happens in our own land. The St. Louis one is really something, and that's um, in Frankenstein's, a reporter through Freedom of Information exposed it. And, and that's where you get the fine line between not fine line, but there's the word chemtrails is all encompassing. It includes, it's spraying different chemicals in the sky um, from jets usually. But in this instance in St. Louis, when they're experimenting on the population, which makes you really question our government, they're spraying radioactive cadmium, radioactive cadmium. It's zinc cadmium sulfide. It's called they're I'm pretty sure they're spraying radioactive cadmium using jets using um, sprayers on top of uh, buildings and they even outfit station wagons and they're on the ground level going through spraying this toxic chemical just for research only to see what it does to children's lungs how fast these children basically die from cancer of it in these projects and that's our people and that's our government so if you start to ask questions from that point forth but that's too conspiratorial for some people but it's the reality for once you get going on this subject so sometimes they're spraying lithium Sometimes they're experimenting on you and you can do the research and find out that they actually do it and they have sprayed and they do different experimental things. You know, they experiment with pathogens. They experiment with aluminum alone is toxic. And if you start to learn about aluminum and, oh, let's watch that video. Can we watch the aluminum mercury video that we were talking about earlier? This is really important. 
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So this... I'll add it on and... Okay, Okay, so in activism, aluminum is like one of these things that crosses all these different thresholds because aluminum, when you, when you melt aluminum, that's where fluoride comes from. It's a byproduct of the aluminum industry. And, and then it's put, it's a neurotoxin. It's put in toothpaste and drinking water and you should avoid it at all t- costs. Also aluminum reacts. So aluminum and fluoride react together and pull each bond with each other. And the aluminum will actually pull fluoride into your brain and cross the blood brain barrier. And then those two things react and you have um, a chemical reaction, Alzheimer's, you know, in your brain from aluminum and fluoride. Also, imagine you have mercury fillings, okay? So mercury fillings um, are like silver composite or whatever, but they've got mercury in them. You can get these holistically removed. I would highly recommend it. But if you've got mercury fillings and then you're getting aluminum in your diet through your deodorant, through the chemtrails, through your food, through all these different things, these two chemicals mix in your body or your brain, especially your brain, to cause dementia and stuff. And this is what happens. This video we're watching is when you mix aluminum and mercury. These two chemicals are being exposed to us in micro levels. Like there, you could, should not have mercury twirly light bulbs. Those things break and you get toxic mercury in your system. You should not have mercury fillings in your mouth. I'm sorry if you do. Empower yourself to get that removed from a holistic doctor and what have, whatnot. They slowly off-gas as you chew and whatnot, and it gets in your system. Don't use um, aluminum deodorant. Women are putting aluminum deodorant in their armpits where they should be detoxing from their armpits, and they're doing the opposite. And that pools in your limbs, and then you put a cell phone near you or even up to your head or in your bra, heaven forbid, and that's literally like putting microwave um, aluminum in the microwave. And that's how you get breast cancer. I'm reading the book, Conversations with the Aluminum Atom, and this doctor says that 100% of breast cancer cases come from that combination of cell phone and aluminum deodorant. It's unreal if you, if you start to think about it. But that was just a micro level of a little bit of aluminum and mercury mixed together. Imagine that being in your brain. When you start to see people with dementia and they can't even think for themselves, it's because these chemicals are mixing together. I mean, can you imagine? This is no bueno. So then you think about um, the also the the heavy um, topic nowadays of the um, ingredients that people are putting in their bodies through these um, uh, inoculations, whatnot, and the chemicals in this are both these things. There's both these things in those um, those common ingredients were um, the aluminum and the adjuvant which was um, uh, mercury, but it was, um, what exactly, what is it called? I can't, I can't think off the top of my head. But there's an adjuvant of these two things mixing together in the um, common like flu inoculations and all that sort of stuff. So it's like knowing these things and avoiding them is, is totally important like for your health and well-being, right? And then detoxing, learning how to detox and chelate. And I've learned so much about mineralization recently. I take every single day these um, 
uh, it's called Irish sea moss, but really it's just a seaweed, but it's got nearly a hundred bioavailable minerals. We don't get hardly any of the minerals that are um, rare, right? It, it takes like nat nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, three elements, NPK, to grow food. Most of our food is not mineral dense. We're definitely not getting 100 minerals. None of us are. And we are like highly deficient in, in these, um, all these different types of minerals from EMF fields and all these things that, that pull the minerals out of us, especially pharmaceuticals and, all, and whatnot. It's so important to get up to speed on your minerals because when you are, you're not mineral deficient and you're not pulling all of these toxins from your environment trying to get up to speed on your minerals. So, so back to the St. Louis, there's cadmium in the air, okay? And cadmium is kind of close to um, the building blocks of your bones, which is magnesium. And so your body, if you're magnesium deficient or calcium deficient, you'll absorb this radioactive cadmium. It'll go in your bones. And then you don't want radioactive cadmium in your bones. And you're absorbing it from your environment because you're deficient in minerals and your body's trying to get up speed on your minerals. And so the air and the water and the food, all of your inputs, your body's trying to get the minerals that it needs from it. So if you're up to speed on those minerals, there's literally out of all those minerals, there's bioavailable plant-based aluminum, barium, strontium. These are chemtrail heavy metal constituents but or um, chemicals. But if you get the plant-based ones and your body doesn't is up to speed on that, it's not going to be absorbing it. If you have enough of your bones and they're solid with minerals, you're not going to be absorbing um, the wrong thing and putting it in there hopeful that it's the right thing because your body doesn't know. It's just, it thinks it's similar and it's doing it. You know what I mean? So avoid the fluoride, um, be mineralized and, you know, eat healthy and, you know, be conscious of all that stuff. And you can literally rise above a lot of the levels of the chemtrails that they know like the toxic levels so if you were in st louis during that time with all that spraying and you were mineralized and doing your irc moss and and up to speed on all these things and healthy you're not going to absorb it as, as much and be as impacted as other people basically is what i'm saying so there's ways around these things to be empowered to flip it and and be actually like a higher vibrational being out of all this stuff even though it seems like oh we're being all t attacked you can choose to be a victim and live in victimhood or make it an empowering thing, actually, you know, by rising above it and embracing your sovereignty and and turning knowledge plus action into power. Because knowledge isn't really power. Knowledge plus action. It's like doing something about it. Yeah. Well said. And thanks for that. <clears throat> yeah, it reminds me also something. There's so much in your... Um documentary Frankenskies, like you had all this footage of people in the 60s saying, oh, a Agent Orange is so safe and da-da-da-da-da. Woo, what a turn that took. And it was, the, again, the few kooks, the hippies on the left screaming, Agent Orange is bad, and everybody mocking them. Well, we know what history showed how much damage it did to hundreds of thousands of people or more across this country. It was a... Uh, a horrible thing and um i think uh but um yeah it's so much uh vance you have a question from the audience because again it's overwhelming but i like that irish sea moss i'm gonna check that out but vance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well one of the questions uh, early on was um 
Uh, do you want to, uh, Matthew, would you like to tell us more about who the they and the conspiracies are? You know, maybe name some names or organizations. I mean, I, I could rattle them off, but I'm interested. And I think uh, Dissident Jones would like to hear you say who you think the principal perpetrators are. So that's a question that comes up every single time, all the time, everywhere with it all, because people want to know the who, what, why, where, when, and how in right. any of these things. Because the primary reason is they want to sink their teeth into it and believe it for themselves and their brain wants to check these things off the list. But at the end of the day, they want to be able to repeat it to their friend and family and peers, right? Their friends and whatnot. And if their friends are going to ask them the questions and they're not going to know the answers, then they're going to look dumb. So they want to know. And the, all these, like, it's, it's manipulation through the control mechanism, the they, they manipulate us. And what they do is they, through the psychology there's is there's manipulation through the um media you know music um television hollywood all that stuff and they actually socially engineer us to make fun of the conspiracy theorist and to be like oh yeah the they the the, the illuminati are gonna get you or whatever so the they is a hard one and the they is like the people will say well how are they doing it to themselves and all these chemtrail questions come up and it's remarkable that the same questions come up so who is the they for chemtrails well i said before nasa has a program and the department of energy has a program the cia has a program um and also the air force has a program and there's all these different things working in conjunction with one another but like who is the they with like the um like the agenda at hand like the bill gates because bill gates wants to is is part of this whole thing to dim the sun and so the they of the geoengineering agenda is Bill Gates. He's like publicly saying, we need to do this. We're going to do this experiment in Sweden. Yeah. We're gonna... That's in Forbes, by the way. I looked it up uh, just yeah. a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I can say the they for the chemtrails is Bill Gates and it's right in the public. And then they can say that to their friends and family and people can look it up and be like, oh, that's weird. Bill Gates is funding dimming the sun. Like, <laughs> doesn't the sun like make my plants grow? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't the plants make my son, my plants grow, right? The, also, Monsanto has created aluminum-resistant genetic seeds and, and plants that don't need much sun to grow. So if Monsanto is creating aluminum-resistant genetic stuff and Bill Gates says we got to block the sun with aluminum, what goes up must come down. <laughs> and you got to think about what aluminum does. Aluminum is a patented fire accelerant. Uh, accelerant. Aluminum oxide is a fire accelerant that's being sprayed on our trees. And it's being sprayed, like making like windstorms on top of these fires when we could be making rain on top of these fires. And then the media is saying, oh, what are we going to do? Global warming fires. The aluminum is getting in people's brains to cause dementia. It mixes with fluoride. It does all this. Look at what it does when it mixes with aluminum. Um, on a deeper spiritual note, they is Satan, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, so. and, yeah. and, peop and that's an answer that nobody wants to really go there, and it's, it's hidden in plain sight. There's disclosure all day long. They want you to know that there's karmic law, and you have to um, basically convict yourself. Like, like people right now, it's like, do you want to wear the muzzle or not? Like, oh, well, it's like fear is there for you if you want to choose to be in that frequency, and it's like everyone's give, being given a choice, and it's all part of it. I mean, like, I, I firmly believe that there's like um, angels and demons, basically, for lack of a better word. 
I think that there's a transhumanism agenda that's at play at to the end of this end game is a transhumanism agenda. Time is hardly even real, but there's different outcomes of where we're going on this hijacked timeline. So time is kind of real, but where is this going with the agenda 2030 and the evils that be, you know, and are they in conjunction with like evil aliens or greys or reptilians or whatever? All that's probably angels and demons and biblical at the end of the day. And what I think is probably demons got cast down and probably um, souls come here to incarnate in physical form, to go through karmic cycles, to elevate out of consciousness, to vibrate higher with truth. Because truth is this amazing, all-encompassing frequency. And as you get out of physical form, you vibrate back to light and you like shed karmic patterns. And it's this like amazing refining of the human soul. And it's this beautiful place, earth. But it seems like it's told biblically. Like I never was that. I'm not full you know, like the Pope is evil and all that, but there is something about it still true of good and evil on earth. And I do think that earth is a battleground of good and evil. I do. I do believe that. And so there's all this input on each side. And some of these people like Elon Musk seem like they're totally overwhelmed and hijacked probably by the evil side already and doing their evil bidding and like being a sheep in wolf's clothing or whatever it is, or whatever the opposite, wolf in sheep's clothing. So the they at the end game, they want to roll out chemtrails, roll out 5G, roll out all these different experiments on humanity to the point that we end up with a generation that's infertile. And the infertile generation will be bamboozled into t being told that they have to transfer their consciousness into like a cyborg, long-living version of themselves. And this transfer of consciousness and basically negating the existence of a soul is going to, and, and Rudolf Steiner calls it like an aramonic force, like um, this tech, this evil force wants to basically give this rise to a different consciousness, which is just transhumanism, okay, through trickery, you know, and, and being told that we need this through different lies of falsehoods and all this sort of stuff. And at the end of the day, they're going to say that souls are transferred into bodies. But I think at the end of the day, like lower dimensional entities will be able to have influenced this realm to the degree that they think that they can get themselves um, bodies for the first time because they were cast down. They're not allowed to do that here because they're supposed to be like, you know, I don't know. It seems pretty biblical. So at the end of the day, the day gets spiritual in my eyes, you know, and I've had like serious spiritual battles in my life and I've had um, even a near-death experience that's like beyond it's beyond any sort of scientific realm of stuff and I and I do think that we're on a spiritual journey towards like there there's no way that they can pull off what they're trying to do the more the darkness shows itself the more the people are seeing it waking up to it and like literally God created this place to have this like program of ascension and these evil forces think that they can completely hijack God with aluminum and stuff. God created aluminum, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, get with it. Like in the end, they're going to lose and we're going to be even more empowered by it. But it might be a very crazy ride. So buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> Yeah, Paul well said, is. We call, yeah, we call them archons here. I agree. Paul calls them w that wickedness in high places as above. Yeah, whatever the puppets or the machinery is just 
an extension of something beyond that's pulling because it's completely mm-hmm. psychopathic. It's completely mechanistic. It's illogical, but it works. So yeah, I agree with you, Matthew. And um, yeah. Any other questions, Vince? Yeah. Um, uh, Asterox, our friend Anon, uh, wanted to know uh, a little bit more about what other chemicals besides the ones you've mentioned so far uh, are being released by, uh, by airplanes. Really depends on where you're at and what they want to do. So there's a researcher, Ann Fillmore, on the coast of Oregon, coastal Oregon, and she studied these moisture plumes of fog, but they're really orange. And she's found lithium. So lithium seems to be sprayed on different populations, different times for different purposes. Um, Dick Gregory was an activist, a black activist in the United States. He's amazing. He died recently. He talked about um, how they would spray manganese. Manganese um, uh, makes you aggravated and violent. And they'll spray that on people that they want to get violent. So they would spray that on the, on the black ghettos of, of New York and whatnot, but I'm sure they do it um, when they want people protesting, getting all crazy and, you know, whatnot. Um, different, it gets interesting when people start studying like desiccated uh, blood cells and like viral elements being trying to ride them on that. And that's, that's fascinating. I don't, think they can pull it off to the to the degree that they want because they need to normalize it and get it a little lower to the ground but they're definitely working on it and what's fascinating is as they roll out the 5g there's more antennas everywhere and what they seemingly want at the end of the day is a ground level that's got elevated aluminized metallicized air so imagine they spray the haze but as it gets to the ground level they can elevate it through a constant frequency and create and and then that air will be more conductive and they can really crank their 5g and really mess with people's fertility and and you know sperm cell count and all that sort of stuff um so they spray all sorts of things (laughs) They, they really they really do nasa quote uses the atmosphere as a laboratory end quote so they do all sorts of stuff and then if it gets really weird and colorful they'll have to make up a new cloud for it um, you can go all the way down the periodic table. There's a researcher that was identifying it to be identical with the coal, coal fly ash. So you've got, back to the Department of Energy, you've got coal burning power plants. And in the smokestacks, there's scrubbers that filter the smoke. And they're supposed to filter that coal with, this, with these um, filters and then take that soot and like, bury it basically they rinse it out and it's like this sludge and they put supposed to put that into a bladder and bury it underground it's toxic waste but people multiple people said follow the money and show me the research and there's a lot of discoveries about these going on this toxic waste going on trains and being sold directly to the air force and so what you have after burning coal is you've got this soot that's already um nanoparticulate sized all these different constituent chemicals such as cadmium titanium uh nickel lead it it ends up coming down in the rainwater there was a researcher patrick roddy who the jury is really out on on him now because he disappeared and went looney tunes but he was doing amazing research at one time and he had a website stopspraying and he did all the rainwater research and everyone would send in his rainwater and um it would show up 
you name it. Even these um, incredible um, particles that are, I mean, so basically when you send in your rainwater, some, most of the time you have to tell them what to test it for. So a lot of people are just like, is there aluminum, barium, strontium, titanium, cadmium, um, lead, uh, lithium in this? But there's all sorts of crazy things on the periodic table, including very rare earth elements that are in television screens. Mm. Okay, So I'd, I can't remember the rare earth element that should not be coming down in the rainwater and should not be sprayed by chemtrails and should not be in the sky. Very expensive thing that's used in like, like 3d tvs so there's which leads me to, to briefly talk about project blue beam because there's all sorts of rabbit holes in the chemtrail world but one of them is the spraying of enough chemicals and then using ground-based technology to to use intersecting radio waves and um, excite those chemicals it's called, called harp technology you're basically microwaving the um, different mixing chemicals, metallics especially. But as you get them all elevated and kind of in this like latticing of layers, you can create um, a, a screen by which you can project things on with their technology. Mm -hmm. um, and operation, this operation is public. You can look it up, Bluebeam, and it's got a budget and everything. And I'm sure the pu public... Um, money that they say that they spend on it is like a fraction of what the black ops money that goes towards it because after 9-11 half of congress's money of checks that they write went black ops and nobody even knows like where that money is going because national security whatever so many things going on but there is this idea of making a a, a screen in the sky to um show uh, a second coming of christ and make or some religious thing in the sky for enemies and, or to show like an asteroid coming or an alien invasion or whatever and what i think they might try to pull is an asteroid hitting so what they could use is their harp technology that they can make earthquakes with they could literally fake an asteroid hitting with their projector and their earthquakes and their media and hollywood and then like make some crazy tsunami and be like oh it was that asteroid or whatever and and really pull off their crazy Georgia Diet Guidestone, New World Order nonsense. Because the Agenda 2030, they're still not on course with all their stupidity and what they've been doing recently. They're still not on course for this weird world dystopia that they want to get us into. And this, this Klaus Schwab, and he's all like, you will own nothing and you will be happy. <laughs> How is he going to be our crazy dictator? There needs to be a global event. And so I think that they may utilize anything that happens in the sky in the next 10 years, you all. Do not believe it, okay? If there's like some crazy asteroid that makes earthquakes or some aliens or some weird portal thing or something crazy, it is planned. <laughs> it is a falsehood. And at the end of the day, it may even be like this, um, the false light. The, like, it, like it could be the second coming of Christ. It'll be the false second coming of Christ. You know, it'll be the trick us to, to dismantle our... Um, intuition and stuff like that because at the end of the day like if we can really resonate our gut and, and see through everything with this um, firm trust of our gut instinct and this um, essentially what we do over time by talking to our gut and our heart is we cultivate our instincts our spiritual um, BS meter and then we see through everything right immediately 
and they don't want that, right? And they want to pull something off before we have our BS meter super refined. And I think they they're going to have to pull it off in the next couple of years to trick us or to try to trick humanity. So I feel like that soon they might be pulling out all the stops. I don't want to be like calling doomsday stuff or anything like that. But, but here we are, and it's going to be an exciting ride. And I'm even making EMF protective clothing made of silver. Um, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O is my brand, and Sparrow Gear, sparrowgear.com or Sparrow Gear on Instagram. You can check out the clothing that I make with silver, uh, texting glove, baby blankets, all sorts of stuff. Even these phone bags that kill your phone, no, nothing gets through, no tracking, tracing, or anything like that. And it's it's kind of like the wave of the future, I feel like, because we have to do something about this all-out attack, and we can't just be victims, but it will be empowering to acknowledge it and activate, especially the next generation, by showing them the darkness so that they know that there's light and whatnot, you know? What about the UFOs and the Tic Tac and all that stuff? You think that's uh, fake? Maybe they're projecting out using some of this technology to, um, you know, uh, set up people for spending money on investigation of UFOs. Uh, UFOs is like a long, long rabbit hole. I think that it's oh, like yeah. more, it's more interdimensional and less like, I think it's more like dimensions and vibrations and stuff, less than what NASA says and more something different because they get us believing these falsehoods. And then when we resonate in falsehoods, it takes away part of our, our true, authentic, sovereign powers. I mean, there's so much weird um, sigil magic out there, like even the Starbucks logo and the legal name and all these weird things, the straw man and all this. It's to, it's to take away our true powers at the end. And I think that there's nefarious um, and there's good and bad guys. There's good and bad, probably higher and lower dimensional beings, but, but can they come into physicality on Earth to like kind of help what's going on here? Because there's a full-out battle going on here full on and it's Great. for the future of humanity and humanity isn't just this like blip like we are very amazing co-creator like gods and like we have this like um we we i think what happens is we get input which is light and media and stuff and we absorb it through our cells our skin and we literally translate it and collectively unconsciously project reality through our third eyes it's like a projector I think something like this. And at the end of the day, reality as we know it in this vibration is actually a co-created consensus reality. So it's like the hundredth monkey does shift it, but it's like a consensus of whatever one leg is being told reality actually is. And we're such amazing, like gods basically. And like, that's this thing that's being kept from us. And that's what part of the esoteric occult. They don't want us to know our true powers because we are incredibly powerful beyond their evil BS, you know, because if they're resonating with evil, they definitely probably don't even have souls at this point. And it's like, we have these amazing things that they don't have. And so there's most likely, it feels like a full on battle for us. And so they harness our energy and they have cloaked like clouds that look all weird and and there's all sorts of things going on. Like if I've heard stories of people that start to really like wake up and they have like some serious stuff going on. And then like a, you know, things happen. Like, like there's probably um, nefarious, maybe these grays or whatever, maybe the grays are demonic entities or whatever. 
there's there's good and bad UFOs, and I think there's a battle for us right now. And it's like, um, it all comes down to like our authenticity and of how high we want to resonate resonate our vibrations. And we are given choices all the time. And if we're not honoring truth nowadays in this vibration that we live in, then you know the universe is going to check us until we do, or we'll just self sabotage ourselves so that we can um, maybe build karma and. and it's very fascinating what's going on. I think the powers that be know that if they traumatize each generation, that they can build trauma and karmic debt to keep us here. So I think wars and all these things are created to keep us here. And it's like a cyclical like trap, but we can snap out of it by knowing it and shining light on it and, and, and just perceiving it not through the deception that they try to play. And there you have it, you shining crazy diamonds. Matt is just very cool. In our second part, his sharing of his near-death experience is literally out of this world and so damn moving. Including the audio version, this is a cool listen if you leverage a private RSS feed from AB Prime or Patreon. And yes, you can now get a simple private RSS feed through Red Circle for only $4.99 a month, all complete shows. Check it out in the show notes. And don't forget about the Astronosis Conference in March. So please become an AB Prime member or patron at Patreon or Red Circle subscriber for the full audio interview and to support this Red Pill Cafeteria. It will cost you less than a buck per episode, and that's a deal of many lifetimes. The alternative spirituality and philosophy of the Gnostics are more important than ever even as the Archons try to take over the skies and poison our minds to make us into mechanical slaves. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being yourself, your true self, here in the desert of the real. Hello and goodbye, as always. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.